Hey, what's happening, everybody? Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Respectfully Selfish Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ben Myers. And what we do here is, as we do every week, is we send out a giant thank you to for everyone who's reached out to me, whether it be phone, um, in person, DMs, or anything like that. I have an overwhelming amount of people actually reaching out to me and trying to participate and let me know kind of what's going on in their lives. And I'll tell you what, it is as humbling as ever because people are getting very personal with me. And it's doing exactly what I wanted it to do, to create a platform to understand that it's okay to feel these feelings. It's okay to go through things that are sometimes uncomfortable. And I'm just happy that I'm a place to turn for some people to, you know, either provide a little bit of perspective or just, you know, an ear to listen to. So once again, thank you so much for everyone who's either given me ideas of, you know, episodes or things for my new um, what do you call it? My new segment for how to get selfish with Ben. Uh, it's been just, like I said, an overwhelming response of people. And I just am going to continue to grow and get better at this thing. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I actually had an opportunity to go home back to Pennsylvania this weekend and spend some time in person with my circle. And as I talk about, it's always so beneficial to refill that tank of yours. And these people refill my tank anytime I get to either talk with them, text them, or see them. But obviously, when you get to see these people in person, it's just a a different feeling. You get to kind of joke around, be yourself. And just have everything put back in that you've been trying to put out to other people. So thank you to everybody. Thank you to my entire family, my entire friend group that was able to kind of come out, make time for me to come see me where we were. Uh, So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, With that being said, I want to get started with this week's topic. I actually put up an Instagram poll of what we wanted to hear about this week, and it was between toxic relationships and social acceptance and this week we're going to go with toxic relationships and this one actually touches very close to me i'm going to try not to get too personal with this one because i actually have a personal excerpt coming from a different platform hopefully within the next few weeks or close to a month so i'll keep you guys posted on that but this week we're talking about toxic relationships and my definition of a toxic relationship is it's a friendship family relationship or even an intimate relationship where you actively pretend to be someone you're not in order to please someone else's expectations of you. So we had a whole episode on expectations and not only is it us putting expectations on other people, but it's people putting expectations on us. A toxic relationship is abandoning everything you know about yourself to please these, whether it be one person or a group of people to make them either accept you or make you look cool or like you fit in or something like that. It reminds me of almost going to a new school or moving to a new town and trying to fit in and make friends, except these friends in this new school, does they don't want the best for you. They don't care. They just want you to do what they do, and they want you to be the best version of yourself for them, not the best version of yourself for you. So toxic relationships can cause you to question every aspect of what you already believe. So I know a big problem for me especially just kind of growing up, I never felt like I knew the right answers to anything. I always felt like everyone else knew better. I don't know if that was a product of school or, you know, my dad was always a very handy person. He was able to fix everything. So I just assumed my dad knew everything. My mom is very intelligent and she's somebody who, from an emotional intelligence standpoint, she just gets it. So I always felt like if I was going through something, my mom just got it. I was never the person to kind of go to and be that source of knowledge almost. So these toxic people kind of take that 
and they run with it. They start feeding off that insecurity of yours where you feel like they must know better. You want to identify with what they believe in because, I mean, you can even look at politics and religion. It's kind of the same thing. It's they start taking people who are kind of lost and looking for things and they start feeding their mind with what they already believe. Now, not all of that is toxic. It's when I talk about toxic, it's like the Jim Jones, the cult type stuff that are people that they're just looking for followers to kind of go through with their master plans and stuff like that. Well, toxic relationships are kind of like that. You tend to agree, you tend to agree and identify with these people because you no longer are thinking for yourself because you don't know how to think for yourself anymore because you've been relying on these people whether it be like I said a, a family member you grew up with where they've just been kind of feeding your mind bullshit for years and you just end up believing it or it could be that toxic relationship you find yourself in after a couple months and you no longer are thinking for yourself and you're kind of identifying with their hobbies and their thought processes and kind of their belief system. Um, my experience came through dating, but it opened my eyes to other relationships that were not good for my mental clarity as well. But what I want to do here is I want to talk about kind of what a toxic relationship feels like. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, cause at first a toxic relationship, it's you, it's euphoric, right? It's an absolute dream. You can't get enough of this person. Now this is from an, a, a relationship standpoint. So this is a new relationship or maybe a rekindled love. It's you, it's euphoric. It's you are on cloud nine. This is the only person you want to text. You want to call, you want to hang out with no one else in the world matters. It's a drug. Every moment spent is thinking of them, texting them, or wanting to be with them. Every chance you get, you spend time with them. I've been in situations where I was literally at a bar. I was actually just talking to my best friend this weekend, Andrew, and we were talking about how I used to sit at a bar with him. It would just be me and him, you know, grabbing wings and a couple beers, and I would get a phone call or a text, and I would be out uh, on the drop of a dime instantly. As soon as I got that phone call, I'd be like, hey, man, sorry, I'll grab the check. I got to get going. It's almost like your your only happiness is in that protected bubble of that person. So there I am, my best friend of going on 20 years now, and at the drop of a hat, I leave him at a bar by himself to finish his wings because I want to go hang out with this person. Like I said, it's a drug. You can't get enough of this. If it's a toxic friend or family member, or even just a toxic influence, they make you feel like their word is gospel. That can even be in the relationship too. They make you rely on them for your happiness. So if you're not with them, you feel like you can't be happy. You don't possess the skill of happiness if you are not with that person. These people don't let you be yourself and they try to change you to be better. If you can see me, I'm doing my air quotes again. And better isn't for you. It's better because it's more convenient for them. So they need an accomplice in their life to accomplish their goals and stuff like that. So these toxic people, whether it be a relationship, a family, a friend, or just an influence that you have on a daily basis, these people bleed you dry and they rely on your approval to make sure that they can continue doing what they're doing. And like I said, at this point, you're no longer thinking for yourself. You're thinking in terms of what they want and what's best for you through their eyes because products and results of these relationships are you've isolated yourself from your entire circle. Like I said, I just left my best friend at a bar a couple years back because 
I wanted to go hang out with this person that was just infecting my brain. And I can't blame that on them. I let that happen. But toxic relationships often begin like this. It doesn't mean you have to be wary of every time you're happy in a new relationship or you're happy around a family member or a friend. It's just being conscious of looking inside and saying, wait a second, why am I abandoning the people that have been there with me through either my entire life or a friendship of 20 years? You have to kind of take a step back and look at kind of, is this, is this healthy? Because the results also include not no longer having a sense of identity. I'm going to read these off. Like these are side effects of a, of a drug, right? You no longer have a sense of identity. You are seeing yourself through somebody else's eyes and you start acting like what they want you to act like. And when you start getting their approval of that and you get the good jobs or you get to start hanging out with them a little bit more, you start feeling like you're doing something right. And that's so dangerous because as you're starting to appease these people and start, you know, hang out with them more and get their approval, you start getting further and further away from yourself. You begin to bail on plans because you need to go out with this person or listen to this person. I, I like I, I'll keep using this bar example because it wasn't only that one time. I remember this person would drive home from work and instead of me staying out with my friends or my, my cousin, I would go out and talk to them on their hour long drive home. And to me, I shadowed it as, or I not shadowed it. I camouflage it as, oh, I'm just a caring boyfriend or I'm a caring friend that I'm going to keep them company, make sure that they stay awake on this late drive since they work second shift. No, what I was doing was I was just engulfed in this person and I wanted to make sure they were talking to me and that I was able to get their approval that I'm so lucky that this person's calling me on their drive home and not somebody else. Because if they were talking to somebody else on their drive home, you would almost take it personally because it's almost they don't aren't giving you your your bow of approval approval anymore. So the last thing I want to say as far as the results of these kind of relationships go is you're now living out someone else's vision of what is best for you. And that's really scary because it's hard enough to understand and know or figure out what is best for us without somebody else getting involved, right? We have our parents that are able to help guide us as we grow up. And some of us are fortunate enough to grow up in a, a very supportive household where it's a little bit easier, where some of us come from a little bit harder of a background. And that's okay. It just takes a little bit more of figuring out. But if you have these toxic people in your life, in your life and they're trying to tell you what's best for you and what you should be doing, and this is the way the world works, well, it's just through their eyes and that drug, and I, I know me, I don't want to be a drug for somebody. I don't want to be somebody that they rely on me for happiness. I want someone to enjoy hanging out with me and understand that I take them to the next level of happiness, but they don't need to have me to be happy. So it's with these people, is living through somebody else's vision of what is best for you isn't making you happy. It's making them happy. So understand that. So with all that being said, I'm going to sit here and talk a little bit about, I do this segment called Getting Selfish with Ben, and I've had a experience in my life that I kind of want to just share with you and kind of get selfish with you through my eyes here. And as we continue going forward, I still want you guys to keep feeding me with all these life experiences you guys have had because I've been able to use them on the podcast and it's been going so well and I've been able to talk to so many of you. It's been incredible. So what my experience has been 
is I dated someone on and off for about five years. And this was in my early to mid-20s and kind of lasted through the end of my 20s. And when I say my world absolutely revolved around them, it's because I was constantly seeking their approval and a commitment from them. And like I said, it revolved around them. Everything I did, whether what time I went to bed, what I was eating for breakfast, um, they, oh my goodness, they're having oatmeal and honey for breakfast. Maybe that's better for me. Maybe I should start doing that. I just started adapting this person's lifestyle because they were telling me that certain sugars or certain cereals had too much sugar and I shouldn't be doing that. I should be eating these kinds of eggs. I should have low fat in this. Well, okay, cool. Yeah, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start bettering myself. I'm going to start losing some weight. I'm going to start getting in shape. I'm going to start running more. Oh, this person runs four miles a day. I'm going to run four miles a day. Oh, I can't do that. I'm going to start running multiple times a day just so I can be like them. Well, This would leave me dangling like a piece of meat on a string for them because they started catching, it it was like a, it was like a lion catching a a whiff of its bait or they just, they just knew that I was praying that they would give me their approval, that I was just at their beck and call. And when that happened, it be, it's a turnoff, right? No one wants that person. And I didn't want to be that person. It was just like we mentioned before. It was a drug. I had to have this person. And it wasn't for the right reasons. It was the main reason was because I never felt like I got their approval. I never felt like I got that commitment from them. They would leave me hanging on a piece of string like I was just meat, like I was just a piece of bait in in their game of life. And they would go on doing their normal things and their normal life. And it was only convenient to them when they can talk to me. So it was one, it was just a situation I was very uncomfortable with. And I was, I was used to kind of being a very self-sufficient person and someone who can, you know, go through life on their own and create their own happiness. But it wasn't this way for this person or with this person. It was something new, exciting, and I just had to have it, but they would keep it dangling right in front of my face. So I would keep coming back for more. And when I wouldn't, give them that attention back, all of a sudden I was showered with attention. Every text I got was, hey, I miss you. I hope everything's going well. I hope that you're having a good day just to get me right back on the line. And they would let me talk and hang out with them, like I said, when it was only convenient for them. Then when I would stop, we would stop hanging out. We would stop talking. They would bombard me with that attention. So, Without going, like I said, too much detail about that relationship because that would be coming out on a different platform, I want to talk to you about that segment I have of how to get selfish with Ben. And what I, so in this situation, what did I do to better myself from this? I was in this situation for almost five years. I was deep in depression. I was going through um, the death of my best one of my best friends. I lost my job. I lost my apartment. I was a 30-year-old man living at home with his parents, and I had no sense of direction. I was at rock bottom. So what did I do to get myself? How did I respectfully get selfish? Well, first off, what I did was I cut off all communication at first with this person. I kept myself at a distance from all those toxic tendencies I was having. Now, I understand a lot of people struggle with this. When I mean I cut off all communications, 
I blocked the phone number, I blocked Instagram, I blocked Facebook. I took it and removed it completely from my life. And that doesn't mean you have to do this for extended period of time over your life. I've eventually unblocked this person, but I don't communicate with this person anymore. I don't accept friend requests. I don't do anything like that because I know what mind space I'm trying to protect. And what I did, and this is, like I said, this is all from the view of me. I dedicated three to six months to selfishly filtering what I want in my life and the direction I wanted to go. So when I say filtering out and I spent three to six months doing this, I mean, I didn't worry about dating. I didn't worry about anything. I worried about those people that were close to me. I worked on refining that circle and not just the toxic people. I found out what made me tick. I find out I found out that going to the gym helps my mental clarity. Not just my body, it helps my mental clarity, which is the number one thing I was looking for. I found out that playing my guitar is what, you know, takes me away from those bad thoughts. I found out that spending time with the people that love me and refill my tank is something that when I'm having those tough days, I can go to and they can help me out. It's not all just me. And I started trying new things to find out what I enjoyed. No longer what these other people enjoyed or what this specific person enjoyed. And for me, it was music. We shared a very similar sense of, or a very similar taste in music. So what I did was I started reverting back to the old music I enjoyed listening to before I started clouding my thoughts with, oh, this person would love this. This person would love that. I should do this. I should buy tickets to this show. You can see how that funnel starts, right? It's like a tornado of revolving around somebody. So what I did is I reverted back to before that time and I started finding out the type of music I enjoy. I have a Spotify playlist that's literally labeled for my ears only because I became so addicted to sharing music with people. And I started listening to music just for approval that I have a great sense in music or a great taste in music. And that became like a drug in itself. So what I did is I created a playlist that was just for me. And then I finally just started thinking for myself. I started believing in myself. I started believing that maybe I have the answers and it's not all from my father. It's not all from my mother. It's not all from this person or my best friends. Maybe my experiences in my life and the things I've gone through have gotten me to a place where I actually know what I'm talking about. Or if I don't, I have the skills and the capabilities to find out the things I want to do. It's no longer trying to accomplish this goal of knowing all and being all. We've talked about this on the podcast before is there's no finish line and there's no judges. Well, I always felt like I was being judged by somebody that I had to do things correctly. I got a newsflash, right? There's there's the right and wrong way to do things as far as, you know, being respectful, being kind and generous and courteous. But as far as right and wrong, that is open for interpretation. So what somebody else's right is might be somebody else's wrong. We see a lot of business people out there doing wrong things to get right results. Well, what I'm trying to do is do right things to get right results for me, not for, you know, financial success, not for the, the, best of for my mother or father this is the best for me because i'm so confident in the circle that i now keep that 
if I get the best for me and I do things that are the best for me, it's going to better the people around me. And I'm confident those people are going to do the same for me because I said those are the people that refill my tank. So I hope this was kind of a eye-opening episode for you because like I said, I could have fit this in over an hour time period, but I want to, like I said, keep these short because I am working on getting all this material on other platforms for you guys to check out. And I like keeping them short because some people like to listen to them on their car ride in or some people like to listen to it on their lunch break or even just to kind of wind down at the end of the night. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Respectfully Selfish Podcast on toxic relationships. If there's, I know this is a really touchy subject for some people, so please always feel free to reach out to me and I will give you the best hopefully the best perspective I can on something I've gone through. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable doing that, I always recommend talking to a therapist, a counselor, or anybody that, uh, that is certified to kind of help you out. Like I said, I just want to provide a mindset and a perspective for you. I don't claim to be a therapist or a counselor. I'm just somebody who has gone through some stuff just like you are. And I've come out the other side and still trying to come out the other side. So please reach out, take the appropriate kind of line of action here. And if there's anything I can ever do to help you out, please let me know. So once again, this has been the Respectfully Selfish Podcast, and I am your host, Ben Myers. I hope you all have a great day, and I love you all. Take care. Bye. <music>